on today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks do, in fact, end up playing spoiler last night, defeating the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3 in a shootout in their final game of the season at the United Center, led by a two-goal performance from Taylor Radish, who continues to look like a pretty darn good player since being acquired from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then to wrap things up, I will also get into Captain Jonathan Taze's comments regarding his own future with the Blackhawks organization. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, April 28th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first. By following the podcast, it'll only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars as well if you like what you're hearing today. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review as well. I always greatly appreciate getting feedback from my fantastic listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be getting your podcasts whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then definitely be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Because from here on out, folks, each and every episode, not only for my show, but across the Lockdown Podcast Network is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate all the support that I can get right now as I'm just getting things up and running. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button for me as well and go comment down below what you think the ceiling is for Blackhawks forward Taylor Radish, who had another strong game last night against Vegas. And last, be sure to go and turn on those push notifications as well so you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. And as always, thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. And to kick things off this morning, folks, first, to all the NHL fans around the world, you're welcome. Because last night, the Blackhawks did end up playing spoiler to the Vegas Golden Knights, defeating them 4-3 to in a shootout and officially eliminating them from Stanley Cup playoff contention. Now, not only did Vegas need a win last night at the UC, but they would also need a little bit of help from the Arizona Coyotes as well. Because if the Dallas Stars picked up just one point in that meeting, then that also would knock Vegas out of playoff contention. And what a game that ended up being down in Dallas. The Stars jumped ahead to an early 3-0 lead. 
Uh, they were up three to nothing going into the third period. It looked like they had it all wrapped up. Uh, but then the Coyotes answered back for three goals in a matter of like 10 minutes to tie up the score three to three and gave Vegas a little bit of life there. Uh, but ultimately, that game did end up going into overtime. So Dallas, despite blowing a 3-0 lead, they still clinch, their, clinch the final playoff spot in the Western Conference, I should add. Uh, so technically, the Blackhawks didn't need to win this game in order to knock Vegas out of playoff contention. But hey, uh, it's definitely nice to pick up one final win in front of the home crowd before the season comes to an end on Friday in Buffalo. And actually, folks, with a win on Monday against Philadelphia and last night's shootout victory over Vegas, the Blackhawks picked up back-to-back home wins for the first time since way back in early January. The last time they did that was on January 13th and January 15th against the Anaheim Ducks and the Montreal Canadiens. It's been over three months since the Hawks won two consecutive games at home. I It's been a struggle for them at the UC this season. Honestly, uh, it's been a struggle for them everywhere. Um, but now that they've officially played their final home game of the season, they finish with a 14-21-6 record at home. And those 14 wins are actually the second fewest that they've tallied in a full season since 2003-2004, a.k.a. kind of the beginning of the dark days for the Chicago Blackhawks. So not good company to be in. And to only win 14 of 41 home games this year, I mean, that's an absolute nightmare and just completely unacceptable. Whoever is at the helm of this organization, well, we know Kyle Davidson's going to be the general manager, but I guess I should say, Whoever is leading this team as the head coach moving forward definitely got to make sure their team does a better job uh, at the UC moving forward because 14 of 41, like that's just embarrassing at that point. Technically, uh, well, we'll see what happens on Friday. The records are pretty close, but technically at the moment, the Blackhawks are statistically a better road team on the season. So uh, that's something that definitely needs to be fixed moving forward throughout this rebuild. Uh, But again, at least they were able to wrap up the season with a pair of wins at the United Center, especially for all the fans who uh, made the trek down last night for a meaningless game for their team, at least. Uh, But it was nearly a full house at the UC last night, which uh, certainly caught me a little bit by surprise. And actually, for the last month or so, I thought uh, I thought it was going to be a whole lot emptier than we've than, than it has been. So credit to all you Blackhawks fans for the team being absolutely abysmal for still making the trek all the way down to the UC. And definitely nice to give all those fans uh, one final win at home before the season comes to a close on Friday night out in Buffalo. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks defeating the Golden Knights 4-3 to in a shootout last night. Coming up in just a moment, I will get more into Taylor Radish's first NHL multi-goal game and Kevin Lankinen finishing off his season on a high note. But first, I need to talk to you all about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. 
Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair of sunglasses. They will send you a new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. So give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll also pay nothing. It's as simple as that. They're going to give you their money back if you don't love them. Plus, when you purchase a pair of sunglasses with Shady Rays, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America. And exclusively for our listeners, head on over to ShadyRays.com right now and use the code LOCKDOWN to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's ShadyRays.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, for the best deal of the season on sunglasses. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, getting into segment two now today. I also wanted to be sure to talk about a couple of top performers from last night's shootout victory over Vegas. And first, I got to start by talking about the game that Taylor Radish had last night. Right out of the gate, Radish was feeling it. He ended up recording his first multi-goal game in the NHL with his 10th and 11th tallies of the season. And he also added a team high eight shots on goal, seven of which came in the opening 20 minutes, as well as three takeaways and one hit in just over 16 minutes of ice time. Nothing short of a phenomenal game again for Radish last night. And that now gives him 10 goals, 10 points, excuse me, not 10 goals. I wish it was 10 goals, 10 points in his first 20 games with the Blackhawks since being acquired from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And in comparison to Brandon Hagel, who, to be fair, is playing a smaller role with the Bolts now than what uh, Radish is with Chicago. Hagel's averaging about 13 and a half minutes of ice time per game, playing a third to fourth line role, while Radish has been, you know, jumbled up and down the top nine, but has been given significant time on the power play and, you know, with a lot of skill players around him for the most part. Uh, So to be fair, those are completely different roles. But Hagel only has six points, three goals, and three assists in his first 20 games with the Tampa Bay Lightning. While Radish, as I said, he's got 10 points in his first 20 games. Again, those are two completely different situations. And we know what Hagel was doing uh, with greater ice time here with the Blackhawks. But to get Radish, Boris Kachuk, and two first-round picks for Brandon Hagel, I mean, I know it was tough to see him go, folks. Trust me. It hurt to see Brandon Hagel go, but it looks like this has the potential to be one heck of a trade for new GM Kyle Davidson. Obviously, those first-round picks, we're not sure what they're going to be at at this moment, Um, but they'll probably end up being more of the make-or-break determinator in this deal, Um, but Radish continues to play well for the Hawks and sure looks like he could potentially be a, a middle six piece of the future moving forward throughout this rebuild. And it was nice to see him have another strong showing last night with two goals in the opening 20 minutes of play, now giving him 11 on the season. And I also wanted to be sure to talk about his linemate, Sam Lafferty, as well, because he was an absolute menace once again last night. And on Radish's opening goal of the game, uh, Lafferty was the one to force that defensive zone turnover, I believe. It was Shea Theodore. It was either him or uh, Alec Martinez. Either way, Lafferty was some good work uses his speed to force a turnover, which leads to the first goal of the game for Radish. And then on Taylor's second goal of the opening 20 minutes, once again, Lafferty set him up out in front of the net where we saw Sam utilize his speed and size down low, 
Also a nice play by Philip Kurashev in transition there. Radish wins a race to a loose puck and does a good job of setting up Taylor wide open in front of the net. Actually, Radish had like three or four of his seven shots on goal in that first period. Right there in front, he was just whacking away at Logan Thompson, trying to stuff it home. And eventually, he ended up uh, putting it in the back of the net for a second tuck of the period. Um, And also, with those two assists from Sam Lafferty in the first period, Lafferty is now tied a career high with his 13th point of the season. And I know 13 points seems a bit underwhelming for sure. Uh, But with the way that Sam plays night in and night out, I I really do feel like he could be, you know, I don't want to overhype him or anything, but I feel like he could be like a 30, 35, maybe even a 40 point guy one day down the road if he could just have a little bit better finishing ability because we see it every night. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the hustle. I love all that about him, but he just needs to start finishing more of his scoring chances. Like in his 45 games with the Blackhawks, he easily could have 10 to 15 goals based on the number of high danger opportunities that he's received. Um, the chances have been there for him. He just hasn't been able to bury him. Um, but we, we see the energy there every night. He's such a, a glue guy who can kind of, I feel like, fit anywhere up and down the lineup as well. If you need him to go play on the second line with Jonathan Taves, I thought he was doing well at that earlier on in the season. If you need him to go be a grinder down on the fourth line, he can do that as well. Penalty kill. I don't know if he's going to be a power play guy ever, but he's very versatile. And I I really do feel like because of that versatility, he's going to be putting himself in a lot of opportunities moving forward. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to have a little bit better puck luck moving forward. And by the way, Kyle Davidson, I don't know what more he needs to see in order to drop a new contract for Lafferty because uh, he's been nothing short of incredible. And I, I've, really feel like he's become a fan favorite already in his short time here in Chicago. So Kyle, you better be signing Sam Lafferty this offseason, but or else you're, you're going to be creating some enemies this summer. Uh, I think Sam Lafferty is a must re-sign in a lot of Blackhawks fans' eyes at this point. And I also got to give a lot of credit last night, for, uh, last night in this win to Kevin Lankinen because for the first time this season, folks, Lankinen picked up back-to-back victories, believe it or not. First time this year he's been able to do that, and he ended up stopping 37 of the 40 shots that he faced last night, including all seven shootout attempts for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it certainly has been, I've talked about this many times recently, it certainly has been a a better past couple of weeks for Lankin. And I don't know what his future is going to entail, whether that be with Chicago or not, Um, but with his play down the stretch, I do feel like he could have possibly earned himself another crack at the starting job next season with the Blackhawks because at the moment, only Arvid Soderblom, uh, is he's the lone netminder with NHL experience that signed on for next season, and Soderblom's only played like two or three games and certainly is not going to be ready for the number one job. Uh, so the Hawks are going to need someone to be their number one next year. I don't know if that's going to be Lankanen or they're going to go out and sign a veteran in free agency or whatnot. Um, but I do kind of wonder, you know, um, with, you know, wins and losses probably not being all that important next season for this team. Um, I do wonder if they will try to sign Lincoln into like a, a one-year deal or something to kind of give him one more run at the starting job, because 
someone's going to have to do it. Someone's going to have to be the starter for this team. That probably isn't going to be very good once again next year. And while it has been, you know, a very struggle-filled sophomore season for Kevin Lankinen up to this point, he's been a little bit better as he's gotten into a rhythm here down the stretch. I've talked about it many times, but we saw it against Nashville. Like, every game it seems like he gives up one bad goal, which is something he needs to work on. But for the most part, he's made a lot of big saves and all the big stops that he's needed to to keep his team alive for the past two weeks. I talked about it in that game against Nashville, the game against Calgary, San Jose. He gave up one bad goal. The other three that he surrendered weren't really his fault. Had a good outing against Philadelphia, even though it wasn't pretty. He was sliding around all over the place once again. Uh, and then last night against Vegas in the third period, that's really when the Golden Knights came with their strongest push. And Lankinen did a good job stopping every shot that he faced there, as well as in overtime and the shootout. So I do wonder if Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks front office could be thinking about giving Lankinen one more crack at the number one job next season with the team probably not going to be too focused on being competitive or trying to qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, there are some other thoughts that I had from the Blackhawks. 4-3 to three shootout win over Vegas last night. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into Captain Jonathan Taze's comments regarding his position in the rebuild. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to who the first fired manager will be, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball. From the NHL and NBA playoffs, esports, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three now today, before I wrap things up, I also had to get into Captain Jonathan Taze's comments to the media yesterday regarding his position throughout the rebuild. So Taves was asked by Phil Thompson, I believe it was, about particularly whether or not he would like to come back after next season, which is, you know, I think a little bit too direct to the point. I didn't really expect Taves to give a direct answer. Uh, but obviously, this next year is going to be the final year on Taves' current contract, along with Patrick Kane. Uh, but when asked that by Phil Thompson, Taves basically shut the question down and said that. He's not going to be thinking about after next year because he really has no idea. And he also kind of told the media that if he's learned anything from this year, it's to not think too far down the road because you don't want to be getting ahead of yourself, which is, you know, certainly fair for him to say with everything that he's gone through the past couple of seasons. We know his status and how he feels can change on a day to day basis. So asking, you know, a, a, about a year and a half down the road, um, does seem like a little bit of a stretch. So I, I do understand where he's coming from. But again, this isn't the first time that we've heard Taves kind of not commit himself to the rebuild here in Chicago. It's not the first time that we've heard him, you know, duck 
similar questions like this. And compared to the comments that we heard earlier on in the week from both Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett, who sound like uh, if the organization wants them to be, they're on board with the current rebuilding plan here in Chicago. Um, so compared to that, you know, it is undoubtedly a bit disappointing to hear Taves isn't quite in the same boat. Now, he also didn't say that, you know, he wants out or anything or that he's going to waive his no movement clause. We don't know what he he's going to do. And maybe he himself still doesn't know what he is going to do. Um, but he, he just, you know, the, the lack of commitment out of the captain of the organization for the past 14 years, been with the same team his whole NHL career, three Stanley Cups, the Selkie Trophy, the Conn Smythe, yada, yada, yada. For him to not commit himself here, um, it's a little bit frustrating, right? So I, I understand both sides of the spectrum. I underside ta- I understand Taves not wanting to look too far down the road when, heck, I mean, he might not even know if he's playing hockey again in two years. I'm sure, you know, that's his plan, and hopefully he's feeling good enough to do so. But if he's learned anything, like he said, it's that things can change in a hurry. And uh, I do understand where he's coming from. And again, I'm not trying to trash him or anything. Um, like he has the right to, to be honest and, and say what he wants to say here. He's deserved that with all that he's done for the organization. And I get where he's coming from. It's just in comparison to a couple of guys that we heard speak to the media earlier on in the week. Uh, it is sad to see that he's, you know, not ready to commit himself to the organization moving forward. So, um, to be fair though, I, I wanted to add this in here as well. Um, Taves did say that he agrees with uh, Kane and Debrinket's statements that this whole process could be a lot quicker than some people think. Maybe like uh, the Kings or the Rangers, who both of those teams managed to turn things around rather quickly. Um, I don't know if that's too re- realistic here in Chicago. Um, we're going to have to wait and see, though. But again, it's not like Taves trashed the organization or anything. I'm not going to say that. Um, it's just kind of upsetting to hear him have these type of comments time after time uh, about this situation and about his future here with the Blackhawks moving forward. So we still have far more questions than we do answers regarding Jonathan Taze's future. Um, Personally, I really don't think that he's played his final game in a Blackhawks sweater, uh, but there certainly is going to be a bunch of conversations had, I'm sure, between he and the front office during the summer. And I'm sure there's also going to be plenty of rumors swirling around in the offseason with Taves now entering the final year of his contract. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, April 28th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL for all the latest info on every team ahead of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates.
And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.